Hello and welcome to another week at Drone DJ. This week we have a new drone in the market that's not DJI. Let me share my screen. We've been guessing who's gonna come out to compete with uh, DJI. Now we don't know. I just want to say when I we guessed, I said Japan. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not. There you I, don't go. Wanna, I don't. I just want to claim it. You know, I said Japan. They have the camera tech and they have like they have experience building technology. So why not? Although we have our doubts, we we were, we were talking about we were just we literally were talking about this, and also I heard we're going live. I'm like, oh, okay. So uh, yes, uh, Japan's. Uh, it's, is it a competitor? Company? We shall see. ACSL Soton. Japan did announce their new industrial drone, which is um they're saying is in direct competition with the DJI Mavic Three Enterprise lineup. It's called Sultan. Uh, the price, you know, first thing I was looking for is price tag. So you're looking at uh, just shy of 10,000. I believe this is USD. So this is more expensive than the Mavic 3 Enterprise lineup for sure. Um, mm. Has a 20 megapixel one inch sensor. However, you know what? The 10,000, it doesn't really specify. I was on their official website. Doesn't really specify because this one has a swappable camera, a swappable payload. I wonder if it's 10,000 including all the payload, then that will make a big difference. Yeah, um, I'm sure that is a press release um, like line because I don't see, like, don't see any, any, any I don't see any prices. I just see a contact me uh, button. So right. I'm assuming that's like, okay, we're starting at below $10,000 somewhere. So, uh, but the recommendation with uh, Mavic 3 Enterprise and Phantom 4. However, what I was also looking for is the first thing it says, the small and compact drone can conduct mapping, surveying, inspection. I was trying to find the RTK, if it's, if it's going to do survey, where's uh, the RTK module, but I couldn't find it. Although, if you look on top, it has mountain points for accessories, and it has, and it has a, um, you can see, like, on, on that top of the drone, there should be, like, a top-down photo somewhere um, on the website in the early. You might have already passed it. But um, that, it does right there. Yeah, so you can see it has the mounting for accessories on top. So I'm wondering if it's just going, it doesn't have an accessory yet or a third party. Oh, there we go, even better. Um, there's a third party accessory coming soon. So, um, especially those four like pins that look straight up. Uh, controller options. See, this one looks more like the DJI's uh, RC Plus controller. That, okay. I have, yeah, okay. So here's, Here's here's our here's I'll get this out of the way. It looks very first generation, and my concern about any DJI is it's not whether or not the camera specs and the capabilities match up. Any company can come out with a drone that has similar camera specs. It can fly and have decent battery life. Like that technology is now pretty relatively available to all companies. The issue that reason why DJI and Altel are still king when it comes to enterprise products and why police departments and fire departments are pissed about having to get rid of their drones is because the user interface and the software that they use is just so far superior. Um, that drone, that, that controller screams Teal. Uh, if you don't know, uh, you know, the, the company Teal, I got to fly their stuff. And that software sucks. Like, yes, it allows you to do everything, but it's kind of like, I don't want to do everything. I just want to fly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it's very. It just screams very first generation to me. So maybe there, <clears throat> maybe there's a um, 
you know, a mark. I mean, maybe this is going to be the killer. I don't think this version is going to be the killer, but we have a new entry. Japan has some pretty awesome ability that makes some pretty awesome technology. So I am definitely optimistic about this. However, uh, just coming out with a drone with comparable specs does not mean you're going to kill DJI. And can I just say, um, I'm always skeptical when a drone com- a drone manufacturer comes out and says, hey, the first thing they're trying to market is, you know, we're anti-hacking, we prevent uh, data leakage. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's great you're compliant with that, but I don't think that should be a main marketing feature. I mean, that's a Every, given. Every drone doesn't want to be... Pro hacking or or anti that's every drone. Every company doesn't want to. From a drone pilot, from an operator perspective, I want to see specs. Uh, you know, if they're marketing this for mapping and survey, I want to see. There's nowhere in there that says how does it provide um centimeter accuracy for survey, right? How does it provide precision? Um, there's nothing in there that says that. Or what software is it compatible to process the data? Yeah, yeah. DJI has years, if not you know, decades on you know of time on it. So you know, a, one, a first generation product is never going to come out and say like, "Hey, cool, like this is not this isn't this." A first generation product is never going to come out and kill it. So it's just going to be really difficult, even even from Japan, even though Japan's. A we we talked about it uh, last year when it was announced in May of 2023. There's a question on when is this going to be available for older. Uh, I haven't seen. The information. It seems. I don't know. It. I'm sure the project's taking pre-orders now. I don't know. Like it, it weird. There's no word. Well, it says Fulton is uh, working with authorized dealer uh, retailers, so they're trying mm-hmm. to set up their distribution network. So I wonder. I'm. I'm guessing I can. Uh, I'll probably reach out to you know the, the company I reached out before to fly out the all the um, NDA drones. So. Maybe they'll have one. Maybe they'll also be able to fly the X10. Hopefully, but... at some point this year, they announced it uh, spring of last year. So yeah, and now it's available. Are, I guess this is to become a product. It it needs to be available this year. This um, yeah, that can going back to the controller. The controller just concerns yeah. me. That it's absolutely not good. Like it looks like it's going to be. It looks very similar to the, the teal. And to try and think of the other um, Scadios. Um, NDA uh, controller, where it's a not that one. That one. Oh, that one looks very concerning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that one, I have no faith in it being a really great controller. I was thinking of the uh, the one like the pro, the, the pro looking one. This um, looks retro to me. Yeah, like all, all yeah. it reminds me was when I first started playing with computers. Yeah, it does look like uh, something like I would be, I would see in, like the new Tetris movie that came out on Apple TV. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, the, but the pro controller, like it reminds me of, of Teal's, but it has like those the kill and the power switches on the top left and right. And those don't, those don't like normal switch. Those look like it's going to be like a you press one button and all of a sudden it just spins up the blades and you press the other one and just stops the blades, um, which can be useful analog, in, in scenarios. Look, can, I just, can I just see the product design, the way like those switch buttons are on the top? I'm sure for big, you know, having big clubs, like I'm sure that's really nice instead of having like small buttons or something like that. I don't know, like. It yeah, it seems like I wonder if this is gonna be like a three D printed enclosure with a phone inside the center of it, like like Skydios is. Um, if you don't know about Skydios, NDA controller literally it's like, a, it's like a Galaxy Note or something stuck inside a three D printed uh, enclosure, like that's it. Um, so I wonder if it's gonna be similar to that as well. 
where it's just a phone and a 3D printed and it just works like which is fine like, but it's not not comparable to DJI's RC uh, plus. There's delay yeah there's always there's always latency in all the non DJI um products there's always a, a much bigger latency I noticed that too yeah yeah Skydio has latency when you try to fly it like it does not seem like you're flying the drone it seems like you're giving you're you're convincing the drone to do something uh and, you know, if, if it's very similar if I never flew DJI drones, I can totally live with it. But the problem oh, yeah. is once once you flew DJI drones and you get spoiled with or hotel because hotel is just as quality, right? Yeah, like DJI and hotel like are, they just have a leg up on everything from software to to just overall experience in the market. Um, and they just it, it's going to take a while. And I know the U. I have a little faith in U.S. Co- US companies because they seem to be going down the the lobbyist route versus innovation route. Japan, on the other hand, like I can see Japan possibly taking in the future, maybe in like five years, you know, actually coming up and and making some innovative products uh, that could compete with DJI and Hotel if they choose to do so. If they don't choose to ride the, you know, but I'll US just say I don't believe this lobbyists. is the one. I don't believe this is the one, but hey. You know, everyone, everyone needs a step one. Everyone needs a, you know, you know, the someday, someday meme. Everyone needs, everyone needs a day one. We talked about this before. We said uh, if you really are going to come out and compete with DJI, don't start uh, prematurely releasing, you know, your first generation products, your 3D printing, testing models. Just wait till you actually come out with the right product. Japan, Japan is interesting. Like Japan is interesting culture. I think, I think in the U.S. that's very much true. Like if you're going to try to compete with Japan or sorry, uh, China, like you have to really come out with an amazing first product. Japan has a whole different culture on ever and everything. I'm sure this will be extremely popular in Japan for Japan, um, you know, companies. They want to get away from China, um, but uh, U.S. wise, it might be a little harder because uh, I think uh, you know, I mean, especially if they don't they don't have anything with RTK, it might be a little bit more more difficult. Uh, moving along with uh, data security, so DJI finally released a official response about their data security concern, especially from uh, uh, U.S. Defense and uh, the FAA recent memo. Um, it's interesting because they were listing facts, right? Facts, you know, they have been providing robust safety and security protections. Um, they said default collection does not exist and that there are options for local data mode. Uh, mm-hmm. It's this is the first time DJI actually came out and offic- officially took a position and provided a response to the yeah. data security. At and least the first time where they've provided some sort of comment without being asked for one by, by media. Because I remember when, when Florida did their statewide ban uh, on DJI drones, um, they released a product. But it was more, they released a response to me, but it was more like... A, disappointed like dji is such a great product like they're doing like they're harming safety and security of their other citizens like more like that but this is the first time they've come out and be like hey like here are the facts like here's how or at least you know here we always be here are the facts according to dji you know you always gotta preference that but um here are the uh, you know our our statements on, on private how we handle privacy uh, which is the first time they've done that of course i would like to see facts from um um you know, if it's an FBI memo or if it's um, national security or if it's FAA, you know, whoever comes out accusation with accusations, they're supposed to provide uh, proof. And, you know, similar to well, you can provide some facts, right? Well, they're supposed to. 
but uh, they don't have to in the world of U.S. politics. Uh, I would love to see facts. Of come course, I think in the world of politics. That, like, I mean, it's it's you know, uh, someone coming from experience of of working with the federal uh, um, law enforcement for my family, uh, the FBI is not necessarily the one who are going to be the most non political, and uh, so anything coming from them uh, is a little iffy, uh, in my opinion. So, and Homeland Security also is very up there with, with politics, but FBI especially. Uh, so, it, it would be nice to see facts from anyone uh, on, on the on the counter side of how DJI is uh, sharing information to the Chinese Party, uh, Communist Party. Um, there's been none. Uh, if anything, there's been only more facts against it. Oh, this is than this for also it. facts from DJI. I mean, let's yeah. just say hypothetically speaking, if they were sharing data with you know either Chinese government or anybody else, uh, it's not something they're gonna come up and say anyway. Well, of course not. Like, like DJI, if like if 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 the acquisitions are true, like DJI is not gonna come out and say they it's are. It's got to be the counterpart. Whoever brings the accusations, they've got to come out and present you know proof or. Or facts. The United States is a world of you know innocence or proven guilty. So if they're not going to provide facts, I mean you can't you can't say DJ is doing it because you don't have any facts yet. Um, but hey, politics be politics, and they're going to say whatever. Well, along that note, DJ made a major update on the Fly app. I tried it yesterday. It was actually um it it is a big improvement, especially if you're using the um the standard DJ RC controller or if you're yep. using it on the phone, because the challenge is also always uh, so much information on a smaller screen, right? So mm-hmm. the one thing I liked was I could uh, I could in like make larger text display. And the way they did everything on the screen, it did make it easier to read. Uh, and there was before your fly section with all the safety check. Um, and then there's also the, there's one thing, ding, ding, not the search, but where, oh, so before you fly or where you fly. So in um, the updated app, you can actually go to your, uh, a location and it would actually, I, my guess is it was drawing a uh, user submitted data from Skypixel. It would mm-hmm. actually show you some examples of aerial photos or videos by other DJI users. And they would actually show you how it looks from the air. So almost like location scouting, right? Like whenever we go film, yeah. we, to, we look at the location and say, is it going to be good to film or not? So you can actually have a, a quick preview of what are the different interesting landmarks or spots around you. Decide, you know, if you want to go there or not. And people were sharing their notes about it. So it was actually pretty cool. That's, if you haven't, um, That's really nice for people who travel. Yeah. They don't know where they go. Yeah. So if you haven't updated the Fly app, give it a try. Uh, the new features are pretty nice. Yeah. Um, one interesting thing for <laughs> the, the interest before you fight, because we were talking about before and you, you didn't understand it, what I was talking about. Oh. But, but the FAA has also updated their app this week with before you, the Before You Fly app, which is different than this Before You Fly app. It was <laughs> so confusing. I was like, I know. Wait I didn't second. realize. Is this before your fly app the before you fly? I didn't app? realize that this when, that they added before you fly literally the exact inf- inf- um, information. So, yeah, if you don't know, like, so Aloft, who is like the leader in like pretty much the, if you're using an app to get any sort of compliance with uh, airspace, they dropped out of before you fly with the FAA. Um, so we were kind of in limbo what's going to happen, uh, but it looks like they did uh, get a new. Um, I don't know who developed it though, um, but. Uh, yeah, they they did a new update with uh with before you fly, kind of adding in some refreshed you know UI, um, some more some more resources and, and information and stuff like that, which is cool. 
but I'm super excited to do this one. Like, I'm, I need to take it out this weekend and fly it um, if the weather is good. We've had like super foggy weather. Um, and like I was going to fly beginning of the week because we just got fresh snow. And I'm like, oh, this would be so cool to go out and fly. And then all of a sudden, it instantly started raining and instantly went into fog. And I'm like, I just want to keep flying uh, in winter. We had <laughs> almost near zero visibility last night. Yeah, the same. Like, or maybe not last up the night before that. I remember, I remember I woke up one morning, I, I started driving, I'm like, oh, I can see nothing. <laughs> like, absolutely nothing. So. And I was driving back last night, I felt like uh, Silent Hill. It did, yeah. A few places, about, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, fog is not fun to drive in. Last story for this week. Um, there is a court case brought by, where was the board name? There we go, North Carolina Board of Examiners for Engineers and Surveyors. So they are suing the owner of a drone company for providing drone mapping and survey services. I'll just say that this is this is a longstanding um, conflict, right, with uh, um, had something like this uh, similar in Canada as well. So what happened is surveyor is a legal title, right? Not just surveyor, engineers, uh, you know, it's a professional designation. And at some scenarios, it may even be a legal title that's given. So surveyors were always upset when uh, drone pilots are calling themselves drone surveyors because surveyors think that survey is a legal title, which it is true if you're holding, let's say, a land surveyor title by a specific state, right, or in Canada by a province. Um, what's interesting is you don't have to do legal drone survey. I mean, we always say drone survey is too fancy a title. To say the least, drone is a data collector. You're using it yeah. to collect data. And what you're doing with the data, how to process it, present it, and how to certify it, it's a different story. Um, we don't have all the details for the court case, but I, I would be interested in knowing how would a board actually, you know, how would they be suing a drone company depending on how they're providing the service? Because if, if the drone company does not have, or the, um, the operator does not have, let's say, the engineer or surveyor title, then they can simply say we provide data, right? Yeah, which is, I mean, which is true. Like, I mean, all you're doing is providing data services. I mean, you're, you're going out, like, I'm not, you know, just because I can take my drone out and get, you know, good, I can get like a multispectral drone, go out and fly a farm field. Doesn't mean I know what to do with that information. Like, like I'm not going to, I'm just going to give that data off to someone else. Then the process the data. Right. Uh, so they know what they're doing or give it to the farmer and whatnot. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to call myself a, I don't know what you would call it, agricultural data specialist or something. I don't know. <laughs> so. Uh, it's very, it makes sense that you know, we're just, we just collect data and then we provide it. Now, I, I guess it makes sense that like, they're actually doing the surveying and they're not. Well, you can, you can still see your survey land. Well, that's the other perspective. There's the perfections of uh, GIS, Geomatics Information System Specialist. Mm -hmm. um, it can just be someone be specialized in, you know, understanding or um, interpreting, you know, earth surface information. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if we're doing a survey just on topography change and we're giving that information to, let's say, engineering firms so they know how much elevation change if they're going to cut and fill to level the ground. It's not a legal survey, right? So there's a difference between are you providing data for them to do estimate versus are you getting to a step to say this is a legal survey. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see what really triggered them to go, you know, start an actual court case against a drone operator. 
Yeah, they must be. They must have something like that. That they have something on their side, or they'll just you know butt hurt. I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe just wanna. They don't want people calling it surveying anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's like uh, someone can come out and says, "Hey, I can I can provide accounting service to you," but am I an actual accountant? They don't have to be. An I can't file your taxes, but I can tell you like where to put your money. You yeah, know, like. I can. I'll <laughs> never on YouTube. You, right? Yeah, happens on YouTube all the time. So. Well, we will keep uh, an eye on the case progress and see what details come out. So that's all the stories we got for you this week. Uh, a new drone from Japan, DJI's response to data security, and the update for the Fly app. Like I said, if uh, you plan to fly this weekend, give it a try and let us know what you think. And we'll see you back here next Friday.